1: Willie P, Jessica Charman, Charlotte FC is in the playoffs, and we record a playoff preview version of Crown Corner just as we look back on it vividly. You know, I can still see in my mind's eye Minty uh, giving the people's elbow to uh, the Heron on the pitch and uh, you basically cutting a WWE promo over it, uh, the the joy and the euphoria of what we saw on Saturday night was really the coming together of a lot of different feelings—good, bad, and different—but all, all the same, it was just a great, great thing for not only Charlotte as a soccer city, but Charlotte as a sports city as well.
0: Yeah, I stand by what I said. Right, the bad things that have happened, the difficulties, the low points of the roller coaster make that an even bigger high when you have this moment, and it accumulates past all the adversity this team has faced, this fan base has experienced. It just makes it that much more worthwhile and that much more special. So the fan base deserved it, the players deserved it and it was great to see you know this side learned from the mistakes they made midweek and that's the biggest thing we talk about with soccer right being able to make adjustments week over week or day over day when it's as quick of a turnaround as it was now I was really proud to see the adjustments made in this squad and this coaching staff for it to flourish on the pitch and pick our result against a fully studded into Miami side.
1: Yeah, I loved your poignant verbiage of you have to appreciate or you need the rain to appreciate the sun. I think that was very well put and well played. And I think, you know, people keep asking me what's different? What's the change about the team? And I asked Ashley Westwood this uh, in his comments that he made uh, early Monday I tried to have him give credit to the back four, and while he did do that, and also say that Christian Kalina, who was just named to the MLS team of the match day for his clean sheet, third and four matches, he's been their best player, according to Westy, over the last four, but he actually notes an adjustment up front. The way that they've been pressing has been more aggressive, and it has led to almost a lightning of the load from the back line, and it's caused Charlotte of C to not only get more chances, get more high-danger chances, but also prevent teams from getting out on the break against them
0: yeah and it's not just more aggressive it's definitely more aggressive but it's more organized it looks like it has a true purpose and each player understands their role in the press we're seeing Andrew Privet step into an even more aggressive position in that defensive midfield role almost that he becomes in a hybrid as he steps into the midfield to create more pressure more bodies more options and it's showing the success of turning the ball over and I think Westwood's right by leading that press more aggressively, by being more effective with the press, you don't put as much pressure on the defensive line to have to make as many defensive plays as we've seen throughout the season. It was one of those where in previous matches, maybe there was a barrage of attack after attack after attack for the defenders to have to recover. I mean, how often would we talk about Nathan Burnett or Melanda having to make last-ditch tackles? That's reduced because the attack has understood its role and been more effective in its way of preventing the service in the first place.
1: Uh, and the other thing too I think is they very much limited the damage from Lionel Messi. They did concede some set pieces which definitely made things rather tenuous at times including the one save Kalina had to make and and give him full marks for the three saves there at the end but not only did they limit Messi but the goalkeeper came up huge when he had to against Messi from the dead ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kalina was absolutely exceptional. He was alert the whole time. He had quick reactions. And this is what the goalkeepers deserve, right? Christian Kalina has been working so hard on being the best that he can be. And I think we're seeing the result of that now. And... For a side that had such a bad defensive record, I know as a goalkeeper, that really affects your mentality. So for him to show that strength of character and that ability to respond to the adversity, now he is getting the attention he deserves for how sharp he is and the quality of the saves he can make. And he's deserved those three clean sheets in a short space of time.
1: I don't want to make it sound like that I'm creating bulletin board material for the opposition because I think you know we respect all the opponents that could have come across Charlotte FC's ledger, but I like having New York Red Bulls on the other side because I think it's an easy side to be motivated to play against. I think very easy to get an edge with how physical they are. I think Charlotte FC can draw on some good memories of playing against them, and almost kind of feels like. Uh, You know, rivalry is something we overuse as a term in this sport. Sometimes it's forced based on proximity. But I feel the kind of way that that this is almost kind of like Charlotte FC's closest thing to a natural rival because of the nature of the matches that we've played against them. They've been intense. There's been collisions. There's been a lot of different things that have happened in circumstances between these two squads, two draws earlier this year, and they've all been close games from what we've noticed uh, in the time that we've had shortly in this uh, short space of two years.
0: Yeah, and also because, as you mentioned, with the Open Cup games, you've had more matches against them. They've been a team that you face regularly, so it always feels... Apt that you would face them in the wild card match as well and just get another bout around against this team. And with the Rebels, with their style, with their flustering press, with their physicality, with their little bit of, you know, the likes of Tolkien who love to chat a little bit of crap, right? He he plays into that villainous card. So it's an easy side to get heated up against. And When you look at this squad now, I think you've got a lot of players in this squad that will flourish under that heated environment. The likes of Ashley Westwood, who aren't afraid to put in a challenge. Bram Bronico, who's high off of going neck and neck with Lionel Messi and having Messi almost in his back pocket. I mean, how many times did Bram Bronico dispossess Messi? It was fantastic to see. You've got Derek Jones back from suspension. You're listing these players because they're not afraid of the chippiness. And on that chippy note, I want to shout out Andrew Privet as well. One of my favourite moments of the entire match was in that last moment where Andrew Andrew Privet earns a free kick and then gets into a little bit of a shoving match. And it was great to see the rookie with that little bit of spark, with that little bit of fire. And that's what you need in your back line against the Red Bulls, because they're not going to be afraid to leave their bodies in. And, I also think this team in Charlotte has developed a lot over the course of the season in their decision making when to play the ball around the back and when to release it long. There feels like more of a willingness to at times just boot it and clear your line and relieve some pressure. We saw it against into Miami. That's going to be a great thing to have in your pocket against the Red Bulls because you want to play through their press whenever you're able to because it leaves that space in and behind but if they press too high if they're putting you under too much pressure in moments just clear it long it's better to knock it long and have the likes of Enzo Capetti in the air I mean what a great asset he is for knocking the ball long and direct with his hold up play it's better to do that than to play into the hands of the Red Bulls and have a little bit of an oopsie moment in the back line.
1: Love that you mentioned the former third rounder from Penn State, Andrew Privett, who uh, Ashley Westwood in his comments on Monday called revolutionary to Charlotte FC's back line. Uh, This is a squad that much like Charlotte FC has struggled with discipline from the yellow cards. 90 over the regular season. They've got the man who has the most yellow cards of anybody in MLS, Andres Reyes. Also had one of the two own goals. Uh, One of his two own goals given up this season was against Charlotte FC. No other player in MLS has been credited with two own goals. Uh, I'm asking you this because I feel like MLS playoff games are officiated tighter. Does that maybe swift or sh- shift the advantage from Charlotte FC's perspective. I think, honestly, whoever maintains their composure more seems like the one that's going to win this match.
0: Yeah, I think keeping your head's going to be really important. Charlotte FC haven't had a player sent off in MLS other than Christian Fuchs in year one. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's been no mm-hmm. player that's lost their cool so much in MLS play that they've received a red card, which is a great thing for Charlotte FC to see players. And I was really pleasantly encouraged by the likes of Ashley Westwood who are able to play on a long, long time with a yellow card in that matchup, Adelson Melander as well. I think our players have a lot of composure, a lot of understanding of how to play on yellow cards and despite how it's refereed, neither of these two teams are going to change their style of play. You know, the Red Bulls are still going to be chippy. They've got a bit of reputation. And I wonder, like you say, well, if that will swing into the favour of Charlotte just because the Red Bulls have that reputation of being a little bit physical or being a little bit dirty, does the match get called slightly tighter? But the biggest thing for Charlotte is to go into this one aggressive. You know, you've got to match aggression with aggression. There's so many teams that when you give them a taste of their own medicine, get a little bit like flustered because they're not used to being the one that's being aggressed on so i'd like to see charlotte fc execute their aggressive press and force you know turnovers as well give a taste of their own medicine
1: last point from me charlotte fc's Goals have been scored around the horn, so to speak. It hasn't just been the designated players. You had Competi get one in the midweek against Miami. And then uh obviously Vargas has scored the last couple and he also earned team of the match day honors. Great stuff to see him develop. Uh, how encouraged are you by the diversity of Charlotte FC's attack up against a team like Red Bulls, who very much like Philadelphia thrives on system? So it's not as if they're, they're relying on one player to create things for them. They do have Luquinius. He's really their only DP that's been uh, effective this year. Their other, Dante Van Zier, has struggled in a lot of moments, and they don't even have a third DP. So it's a scenario for Charlotte where it seems like they have more top-end talent. But like I said, Red Bulls rely on system. I don't know if Charlotte of Seek can necessarily rely on system. They need their big players to come out and uh, come out strong.
0: Yeah, firstly, I think Cohen uh, Vigas got absolutely snided by MLS. He's only on the bench, which is ridiculous considering he scored twice in the week and had an assist in the week as well. So sorry, MLS, that's garbage that you shoved him on the bench, particularly when Charlotte FC hasn't had too many times to be recognized in those moments. So that's that bit out of the way. I think that's completely ridiculous, but I take a lot of credit in terms of it makes you feel a lot better that you've had goals coming from lots of different departments. You think back to Ashley Westwood's strike. You know, you've got goals off the bench in Scott Arfield. Obviously, Kyle Suderski and Enzo Capetti are always going to be the big-name stars for this side in the attacking areas. But it's good to know that you have other players finding their form. And Cohen Vargas is finding his form and getting his headlines right at the correct time. And that's a kid that you want to get the ball to at any moment now because he is so, so confident that it feels like everything he touches is going to turn to gold. And that's a player that you've got to have eyes on right now for making a big impact for the Charlotte FC side.
1: We're happy to provide this game on the Charlotte FC radio network. Uh, Very, very much happy with our... Network partners have decided to carry this across uh, their stations as well. Uh, note for those of you listening in Charlotte proper, uh, we'll be on on Wednesday on News Talk 1110 AM and 99.3 FM WBT because of a broadcast conflict on our regular flagship WFNZ. Uh, we'll be on WFNZ as many times as allotted if uh, Charlotte FC advances beyond Wednesday. Uh, The games against the presumptive opponent, FC Cincinnati, would be uh, Sunday the 29th, uh, Saturday, uh, November 4th, and then Saturday, November 11th. But again, we got to get past Wednesday in order to uh, worry about that. But we're on the air Wednesday night on WBT and across the Charlotte FC Radio Network, beginning at 7 for a 7.39 kick in Harrison, New Jersey. Jess, it's going to be a fun one, I think, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a best-of-three series matchup in the first round proper with Cincinnati come later on this week.
0: Let's just keep going and make it history.
1: Charlotte FC and New York Red Bulls on Wednesday, and we hope you join us on the Charlotte FC Radio Network.